0: rob mccarron hashtag authority hashtag steph Bouncy, hashtag smackdown 15 jeff hawkins you done
1: digging that hole
0: you're listening to shake them ropes with rob mccarron and jeff hawkins
1: dance on your grave dirt so- sheet writer Be at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better man. Benjamin Franklin. Those last four matches of Wrestle Kingdom are spectacular, kids. That's all I'm going to say for now. In the first Shake Them Ropes of 2017, our top 100 match of the WWE Network from SummerSlam 1992, Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog from Wembley Stadium. Now, why do I start with that? In the intro to the event, Vince McMahon wants you to notice, quote, the spectacle the pageantry. Vince likes spectacle, and it's a reason he likes big guys, and you're getting plenty of them in this build of the Royal Rumble. On Raw, Goldberg, Big cast, and a whole lot of brawn. But is there brains in it? On a mostly fantastic SmackDown, the Baron lords over his domain. On the network, the WWE brings it to the table, and personally, I'd like to send it back to the kitchen with a note that it's barely digestible. Your host, as always, the very under-the-weather rob mccarran now rob i have a bit of a rant on this bring it to the table if you, I would you like do. it if you'd like it i can give it to you now or we can hold it off on it
0: well originally i was gonna start the show with the top story of the day and that was tino sabatelli wrestling on nxt but you know what <laughs> for this one occasion i will give you the floor to begin
1: all right so let's speak about this network special um As one user on the Wrestling Observer message board put it so well, it's an inception of carny. Three plus hours of Raw, and now you, the hardest of the hardcore industry watchers, are watching a show on their own network where they're telling you any critique of the product is dumb, that if you really have concerns, you should boycott. Yeah, bitch and moan, whine and fap need not apply. It's amazing on a number of levels. Now, my position is unchanged on Vince McMahon. I think he wants to be an old-timey studio mogul who makes stars and movies, and sports entertainment is a means to that end. In his opinion, actual wrestling fans are an impediment to the casual fans that have brand loyalty, but also to the mainstream cred that real entertainment gets. It's not that he has a poor product in any way or a product worthy of criticism. It's that we're the marching band, and he wants the cool kids table. Will you nerd stop listening to wrestler podcasts and critiquing podcasts like this very show because they don't really know anything and you're making the hot chicks think he's a dork. And look, I'll be honest with you. If you read my Twitter feed, I came close to quitting this show, selling my Mania Raw and SmackDown tickets, and just watching my old tapes because I enjoy wrestling. My WWE loyalty, as many of you know, is with a jaundiced eye at best. Here's the other problem I have commentary slash propaganda from the company, which is its own living entity slash universe on television. It's a precarious proposition. On the one hand, you're supposed to believe that Heyman and JBL were saying the truth and the company line and what you were supposed to think. On the other hand, the company told you at one point or another on television to not like Daniel Bryan and even recently Sami Zayn and Bailey, not due to character traits but more personal ones. Now, in their mind, these characters did or will get over because we're, we weren't originally supposed to like them. At a given moment, we're supposed to like them now because they overcame or valiantly persevered against whatever we're supposed to think were our own misconceptions about them. But when reality happened, especially in the template of Daniel Bryan, was people told the company, no, shut up, we like him. But the company view this as something they built. When you look at that, and then combine that with the scolding of hardcores from that same company voice, it's a level of obtuse that's baffling to me, Rob. But it's rumble time. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. I just, it it was such a level of absolute, what am I watching here? Why are they scolding me? And why are they telling people to not listen to anybody other than them? And and that cheap shot at Bret Hart made it fairly clear that they're basically telling you stop listening to the newsletters and the and the podcasts and the other things and just look it's good and if you don't like it go away I I don't understand that Rob
0: Ditto Okay I didn't I didn't even watch the thing
1: You didn't Okay no, You're probably I... lucky Look I'm gonna I'll give the one piece of credibility and Sean Ross Sap on on the after SmackDown show, we talked we talked a little bit about it, and he kind of gave me this good point. Peter Rosenberg, who was the host of this thing, and he's he was he? he's a radio host out in uh, oh he, he does the uh, ESPN show right? He's
0: in New York, yeah, he's in the East Coast.
1: Yeah, he at least despite being somewhat co-opted media, held firm to his opinion that Raw would be a better show if it were two hours and not three, despite JBL and Paul Heyman just absolutely raking him across the coals for it. So I'll give him credit for at least holding on to one critical position. But man, this thing is this, this is propaganda that would make, you know, fascist regimes proud.
0: I think WWE thinks it would be better at two hours too. They just aren't going to pass up the extra hour of money coming their way. No, no, content. They're not going to pass it up.
1: No, and they made they made that point very, very clear. Yeah, and, and I that's just, the
0: thing. It's it's not it's not really – de- I'm surprised they were debating it because yeah, it's the first time on WWE Network that they were debating this topic. It was going to feel edgy. It was going to be. I don't I don't know if you can bring the show back too often if that's no, their plan.
1: Well, it was. You know what's odd is it was their way of doing a pardon the interruption show which was kind of the, the original, you know, what this was going to be at one time before I started ranting and raving like a madman.
0: <laughs> before episode one happened. <laughs>
1: before episode one happened. Yes, your dream was a pardon the interruption be- behind, type of show, and that's what this yeah. was supposed to be.
0: It was like a, a mix of first take. It was, you know, WWE doing embrace debate. Um, it, yeah, And they took they took every single
1: internet criticism of their product and went after it. It was it was amazing, like thin skinnedness at the at the same time as as just screw you, hardcore wrestling fans. You're ruining what's what's a fun ride for the rest. You're of ruining us. it. Yeah, you. Those popular kids won't like us. How if dare keep saying you? If you keep saying three hours is too long. Jeez.
0: That is that is funny. When I first uh, when I first approached you, I said I I want to do a, a quick podcast. There's too many of these three hour long shows. No one needs that. I want right. to do a half an hour to 45 minutes where we just uh discuss a certain topic for 2 to 3 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we end up doing that, but it's not it's not strictly formatted for any reason. And yeah, before episode 1, uh we we did not <laughs> do that No. It was it was the best laid plans, but that was uh almost coming up on 2 years ago.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I although, you know, or three
0: wait, no, is it 3 years?
1: Yeah, it's 3 years. We're, oh my here, God. we're about to hit year 3. Finally, getting product. I'm happy.
0: <laughs> did you? Uh, yes, uh, we we talked about Blue Apron last week on the show. Um, Delivered get-
1: tomorrow, baby. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this food because I'm a single man and it's for two. But we'll we'll, we'll manage. I'm I'm very happy about that. I'm very oh, yeah, excited.
0: You, you make it and then you eat it all.
1: And no, then you invite a friend. Hopefully, of a female persuasion, or a male persuasion, if you go that way
0: yeah okay blueapron.com slash shake everybody if you didn't catch the show last week uh you can save get your first three meals free blueapron.com slash shake next week on the show jeff will tell you how good they were and i've had them before it is it is really good they deliver all the ingredients right to you and you make it no trip to the store pretty sweet anyway continue
1: all right no i'm uh yeah, I, I thought SmackDown was a very, very good show this week. Again, it was it's one of the better Smackdowns they have actually put on and 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 it's full of interest. I thought that was very good. So, so if anybody's thinking I'm I'm as one man says whining and fapping uh <laughs> or bitching and moaning as they said multiple times on bring it to the table. all these people who bitch and moan. I'm just like, dude. Uh, No, I at uh, one point at one
0: point Paul Heyman was a bitcher and moaner.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and and now he's here towing the company line. It's amazing, amazing how that happens.
0: Full circle. You had an an,
1: you had an interesting note about show on the show prep. I I guess we can get into it now. Goldberg losing his luster. I I did I send disagree. Yeah, I disagree with the premise. All right,
0: before we before we get into that, and yes, I do apologize, everybody. I am a little under the weather. I've uh, I've had a fever of a hundred and two uh, the last two days. I am I am barely hanging on. This may be the last ever. Oh, episode. come on!
1: You got to do the you got to do the foreigner lyric. I'm hot blooded. Check it and see. I got a fever of hundred and three. Come Who? on, Who? foreigner.
0: I don't know what that. I don't know what that is.
1: It's that old time rock and roll.
0: Oh, I I don't know what that is. <laughs> the kind of music I, I, that
1: just cures the soul. Or whatever I I want to <laughs> rock
0: and roll all night and then sleep. Pretty much most of the rest of the day.
1: That's actually what I love to do: do is sleep.
0: Yeah, so I apologize. I'm a little under the weather. We're tr- we're hanging on. We're getting through. We're uh, we're we're going at it. Shake them ropes. Episode 190. By the way, we are 10 away from the 200 plateau, in which we we have a uh, surprise at 200. Right? Do we? Do we? Eating- um Start thinking again, please.
1: Am I so- quitting? Am I?
0: <laughs> So, STR 200 is the episode where we eat the hat. It's also the episode where uh, Brock Lesnar faces Frank Mir uh, okay. for the third time. You know, we, d- <laughs> we settle, we settle who's better between Brock Lesnar and Frank Mir. Yeah. Um, yeah so we, get, we got uh, 10 more episodes until we get to big old episode 200 hell that many coins. I, I don't know what the timeline exactly is, but what would that get us to? That would get us to middle of March. So we'd be in a full swing in the road to WrestleMania with episode number 200. Yes. Yeah. We episode two hundred might be after the old uh, fast lane show, and I can think of no better time to have episode two hundred <laughs> for fast lane. I, I I probably could think of a better time. <laughs> I sent you some notes. Yeah. Is, is Goldberg is the bloom off the rose with Goldberg? Just because I watched the uh, I watched the segment at the end of a raw. I, I watched raw this week. I skipped uh, bits and pieces of SmackDown. Oh, you shouldn't. Have, have. Have. Uh, well, I, I mean, I watched all the major parts, which was pretty much the entire show. Okay. Uh, But I'm doing the uh, Hulu thing now uh, for SmackDown. Um, I should probably do that more often for Raw. But the thing is, I want to make sure they don't cut out any of my Braun segments. can't be missing any Braun segments. Um, We'll get to the Braun interplay with Goldberg last night. But Goldberg was talking a little bit more than he probably should have. Uh, You know, the opening promo when he first came back and it was amazing – That's pretty much all he did to talk leading up to the Brock Lesnar match. And now he's talking. And I don't know if it's going to be a thing where he keeps talking every week until the Rumble. Maybe he doesn't even come back until the Rumble match, which would be great. Um, But I felt the talking uh, got the crowd a little less interested in Goldberg. And then that final segment where he was teaming up with Roman to destroy Braun Strowman, who I think people are starting to get behind a little bit. Like this is one of those accidental, you know, people are starting to like Braun. It's kind of what happened with Roman. Like Roman just came in and beat dudes up and people started liking Roman. Uh, This is a very interesting turn, but I I am surprised that they included Braun Strowman in a Goldberg-Roman segment and didn't keep the interplay until the Rumble match itself because I think Braun Strowman coming in with either Brock, Goldberg, or Roman would have been a a huge spot.
1: I agree. I, I somewhat agree with your notion that Goldberg's talking too much. To us, it would seem to be a bad move, but this is the Goldberg they wanted this has always kind of been the Goldberg I think they've wanted because you can only have one strong silent type on the roster because otherwise people will get confused. Right now, that's Brock. I mean, they like this kind of thing. I don't think they think the bloom is off by doing this because I think they like him. I mean, it was was it a little too talky? Yes. Was it beyond the pale in terms of me thinking that Goldberg isn't, uh, isn't special? No, because I liked... I liked the interplay between him and kevin owens quite a bit i thought it did quite a bit for kevin in some ways um, you know being more of a for lack of a better term legitimate champion it, in that i'm it, not going to back down from this guy it
0: was starting to look real bad for kevin and chris jericho doesn't need to do anything chris jericho was doing right. his list gimmick and that was funny yeah. um, kevin owens needed to step up to goldberg and he did until mm-hmm. roman came out and then he stepped away because he's like i don't need to be a part of this anymore
1: yeah, um, and I think I think I think the Goldberg Roman interaction was more for Roman than for Goldberg. I think it was to to help <laughs> try and silence the booze. Quite frankly, that happened whenever Roman Reigns comes out.
0: It it could be that, but I, I just think it was a misstep. I think this was as bad as putting okay. the wig on Goldberg. And WWE, no, quite frankly, should be no. Ashamed
1: of Are you kidding me? You're you're. Uh, please tell me you're being facetious on that.
0: They should be ashamed of themselves.
1: Oh man. You may as look, well put
0: in I, Roman Reigns in a gold wig. You may as well putting Goldberg in a gray wig because let's face it, he's not blonde anymore. Shame themselves. It.
1: I agree with the concept that he should have been more of the strong silent type and just kind of stared down guys, but that's not the that's not the Goldberg we've been seeing in the in the lead up to the Brock match, even. So I mean this kind of kept character. It got a little too chatty because look, Vince is a writer who falls in love with words. So He's gonna do that. But overall, I thought the segment was fairly effective.
0: I, I, I was surprised at a couple of things. I was surprised how early it was happening. I was surprised Braun was involved because that seems like it would be the spot. Like it would be what they do at the Rumble itself, is introduce Braun as something on that level. Mm. Maybe they'll do Braun and Brock by that time, for all we know. I mean, you you could put Braun in there when Brock gets in the ring. And I'm that, fine that with could that. be a thing. Yeah. Um while we're talking about cold, uh hot or cold with uh with Goldberg there. I have a question for you and maybe I'm I'm out to lunch here just because it's been the holiday season and they they you know they went overseas for a little bit and haven't been producing like what we would call regular TV but is NXT as cold as it's been since the second takeover you know, two years ago, are, are they or three years ago? Maybe it's been right now, but are, are they a little cold right now because of the lack of TV tapings? Because of the lack of new TV outside of the specials they've been running? You know, we haven't had any meaningful NXT really since Survivor Series weekend.
1: I think it's ice cold. I, I don't think your perception is off at all. I, I think it's it's cold, and one of the reasons it's cold is in years past at least, even even with fewer NXT specials, you would still have weekly incremental character development of some kind or feud development of some kind. You know, one week you'd have the, the men's singles feud that would be built up. The next week you'd have the women's singles feud that would continue to be built up a bit. And then m- maybe the tag team on one of those two shows. There's none of that right now. They are almost... Treading water. Yeah, and that, I so know they've. I've seen I've seen Joe Nakamura four weeks in a row, and I love Joe Nakamura.
0: But they were house I, show matches.
1: They were house show matches. The TM Six One versus DIY match tonight was nothing special because nobody in that audience bought that 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 TM Six One was going to win the tag team titles.
0: Yeah, and so. I know they did the uh, the tournament, the four way to get the title shot, but. I, I, maybe I'm the only one ice cold on Bobby Roode too, because I know the entrance is cool and the song is cool, but you know that'll fade away. I'm just mm-hmm. Bobby Roode hasn't done anything to convince me. i uh, and BCN no. Almus was better in his match against Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode usually gets outshined.
1: Yeah, and and I I think I said it before. For me at least, it feels like he's not wrestling a quote-unquote main event style he's wrestling wwe style quite well but there's a disconnect between him being a big deal in terms of entrance and music and then once the ring stuff starts
0: oh he's he's certainly wrestling third segment of smackdown matches yeah and that's what he's doing And, you know, that nothing wrong with that, but maybe he deserves to be on the main roster, not because of anything he's accomplished in NXT, but because maybe he's just better suited for it. Some people are going to be better suited for being on the main roster and being a star versus, you know, someone who can carry a brand.
1: I mean, there's nothing spectacularly violent or athletic. He's not... He's very good, but he's not that kind of main event impressive, I, I think. Yeah. And I, I always thought that was a problem in TNA for him as well. I mean, the Beer Money Act was sports entertainment to me. It wasn't a real – it wasn't, say, a revival-type tag team, old-school real team stuff. I mean, I like Bobby Roode a lot. I just don't know if they've – I mean, you can build them up in these next few weeks possibly to be main event heelish for this match – at the end of January, I, I think there's still time. That's the thing they have is they still have a few weeks to build, but they got to start next week.
0: I'm putting it up on the poll at shake them ropes is the Twitter feed uh, is NXT cold right now. So once you're listening to this, go find it on the old, uh, I'll pin it. So it'll be the first thing go vote is NXT cold right now. Uh, you can catch the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn radio, just search shake them ropes. It is a free show. We thank everyone for listening uh, last week when we did our year in review show, uh, it was our most listened to episode ever, so thank you for for downloading and checking out Shake Them Ropes. Be sure to follow Jeff at Crap Game Thirteen and mm-hmm. the show and myself at Shake Them Ropes.
1: <laughs> it is merged again. That, that has been a point of contention it is merged. with some people it is asking merged again. me, "What is with Rob and that stupid Twitter handle?" <laughs> it is
0: not, I've merged. I was uh you know I I merged you're it You're back.
1: You're back in the fold, baby. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, uh, I know. I you know, I first started doing it and I was going with the flow and then I uh went away from the flow. So
1: Thought you were too good for the rest of us and now you're back.
0: Never welcome, never. welcome to the
1: marching band nerd.
0: <laughs> never. Amazing uh we have uh votes pouring in already and right now it is 78% yes, 22% no. Is NXT cold right now? 78% voting yes and uh next week we'll give the results and also uh go through some of the replies so get your replies in and we will read them next week on the show on shake them ropes episode 191
1: did um before we move off of raw because i f- found smackdown to be the more interesting of the two shows unless you have something else to, to say about oh, well, did, did you... we you haven't
0: fully discussed tino sabatelli yet but I will, <laughs> we'll wait on tino we'll do tino later on in the show go ahead with Raw.
1: Did that Stephanie Bailey segment bug you as much as it bugged me?
0: Every Bailey segment that exists is bugging me. Every single one. Really? Okay. Cause I, 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 I mean, who am I to say? I, it doesn't matter. People like Bailey, and they know Bailey's history for the most part. But there are people that don't, and they just went to Bailey as being a good women's wrestler on the roster who dominated NXT. But you know, once she came up, she was kind of put on the back burner. They kept going with Sasha and Charlotte, and now she's just out there again. And yes, I don't think you need anyone to play against Stephanie McMahon. Keep it between Charlotte and Bailey. There's no reason to include Stephanie. Stephanie just likes being inside the main event programs. And so far, the last couple of months, Charlotte has been the main event programs.
1: And she was out there Monday night because SmackDown won the ratings. There's no other reason that they had that much Stephanie on Monday night other than the fact that Raw is quote-unquote the A show. Which they reminded us of, again.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked it, it, Triple H didn't show up. To be honest, I mean this was a Raw without football. I'm shocked. That well, Triple that's H why. Didn't un- show up. That's
1: why I think Undertaker's showing up on Raw next week, as well, opposed to SmackDown, so which
0: is you're going up against Clemson, Alabama, which will be a huge national championship big, game, big, big, a big, big game. And you are going up against that, and that's when you bring out all the stars. You got uh, Shawn Michaels returning. You have uh, you're going to have Stephanie on the show. You may have Triple H on the show. And what was the other? What was the one you just mentioned? <laughs> you see, just mentioned the, underta- who, the, under, the, the undertaker. undertaker undertaker yeah yeah, yeah. undertaker okay. on the show which is also interesting because undertaker you know giving the pep talk to smackdown is a smackdown guy oh just show up on raw
1: yeah and yeah. what is that yeah that, that that's called panic kids that's what that's called
0: that, that's called forgetting that two months ago he was like, you guys have to beat Raw, I'm fully SmackDown. Then he yeah. never shows up again. Raw, Raw, Raw. Raw.
1: SmackDown, if anybody turns on SmackDown, I'm coming after also,
0: you. Also ruins the surprise because I, I thought Undertaker would be a huge surprise in the Rumble match itself. And, and yeah. now I don't even know if he'll be in it. I, I mean, I assume he's coming to Raw to say he's going to be in the match. But man, Undertaker coming in at number 30 or even number 2 or number 5 or 17 or whatever. it's it's stunning yeah they're like hey we need to get the ratings up nfl is over forgetting whoops we have college football national championship which will get as good or if not better ratings than an nfl monday night game it's really strange
1: yeah and and just back to the original subject real quick i mean the whole stephanie thing i don't mind if stephanie would at least when she's browbeating someone If it were in character, like if she said she can't stand Bailey because she's always happy or because she hugs people a lot or she's so optimistic, I'd be fine with that. It's that whole tired ass that just toes the line story of you're not the type we want around here. And given what they did with Bailey when she first came in, not to the main roster, but to NXT, they put her under a mask mask. We've been over my theory on the whole Like a Girl campaign when she wasn't in there. She was conveniently not available, despite oh, yeah. every other blonde on the friggin' roster who that, hadn't that, even made that's TV. True.
0: That's true. I got the answer straight from Triple H myself.
1: Yeah, you. That was, that was your high point on the conference calls. I miss you on those, by the way.
0: Uh, yeah, apparently I'm not a big enough name anymore mm. to get invited to the conference calls.
1: Uh, I, don't, know, I don't, I don't really I try
0: anymore. I, it was, you know, the emails would come, Hey, we got this conference call. I would get in on it. And then the email stopped coming and I was like, Oh, don't leave me out. Don't, leave, <laughs> don't leave me out guys. And they were like, leave him, leave me out. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't you, miss them. I don't, I, I, I forgot there was the conference calls before the last takeover. That survivor series takeover, man, just completely got me. And now it's going to be worse this January show. I'm not hyped for it at all. I like, I'm excited for Asuka and Nikki Storm, but I do not care much about the main event.
1: You know what's going to be great? It'll probably then exceed your expectations like it did during the Survivor Series.
0: Maybe. That's true. That's true. Um, Well, I mean, God, Authors of Pain in a title match?
1: All right. Not everything's going to knock it out of the park necessarily, but who knows? They may break out a couple moonsaults and just kill us all. It's like, yeah, do that!
0: Yeah, We have have, uh, some big names uh, in the Royal Rumble match. We got some more this week. Uh, how many, without without looking right now off the top of your head, how many names do you think are officially confirmed for the Rumble match? Four. It is an astonishing eight.
1: Eight? I oh, will okay. read
0: the names. We have Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, of course. Oh, the New
1: Day. I forgot the New Day. We have okay.
0: Big E, Kofi, and Xavier Woods. We have Chris Jericho, Braun Strowman. And then we finally get to the lone name on SmackDown, Mr. Baron Corbin, who is taking over the show. He has yes. let it be known that it is his show from now on. And this is the excitement of 2017. And this segues into uh, what I want to ask you about. What do you look for in 2017? Like, what are going to be the big stories in WWE? What do you want to see happen in 2017? The one thing I want to see happen, and this isn't me being supermarkish, but SmackDown needs to create some new stars. Because right now they got AJ and Cena. And that, that's it. Baron Corbin is going to a guy who will, he will be a big star in WWE. And this is the year where he takes that next step into being a perennial main eventer.
1: I am inclined to agree. Next week's going to be a very big audition for him, I think. I think it's going to be a very, very – it's going to be the barometer when he's in a match one-on-one with John Cena and and whether or not he rises to that occasion. I think that's – I think that – yeah.
0: I don't think we're getting a winner, to be honest with you. No, I don't I, either. I don't, I don't either we're getting a winner. It's
1: too soon. it's too soon for that. But it's going to be – I mean, this is the toe in the water. Proverbial toe in the water. Let's see how he does. Let's see how the kid does against a guy who we trust. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm intrigued by that. Um,
0: And what's great is this is the kind of match that Baron Corbin. uh, You know, when Baron Corbin works and does his best matches, it's against the bigger names. Like the the lesser exciting. Now, of course, he had to. He had a pretty good series with Dolph Ziggler there. Um, But in NXT, he always brought it. He brought his A game during the big matches. Like he was main event Baron.
1: Yeah, I I think it's very odd because I think they slightly hurt him on Tuesday because I loved that A.J. John Cena interplay for a number of reasons. I think they connected some dots that were very subtle, like A.J. and Daniel Bryan both being indie guys while John Cena wasn't. I liked that. I liked the callback to The Rock, although I think they harped on it a bit much. And I I thought both guys really brought it. I think it was out of character for Braun Strowman – To not beat up John Cena after AJ had already taken him out, because he doesn't—he's a guy who shouldn't care. Baron, who did I say?
0: Braun. Oh, equal equal star on the Raw side. Equal star on the Raw side.
1: I got news for you, Rob. They're the same program virtually. Hey, Uh, that's,
0: that's fine. Hey, Braun and Baron, what do you think? WrestleMania 34 main event. What do you think?
1: No no no, oh, okay. no, 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 no.
0: Survivor Series, third from the top. What do you think?
1: <laughs> sure. How about on opposite teams where they have a stare down? Finally, they're, oh, they're, they're going to they, be,
0: they be the captains. Oh, you know they're going to do it. Baron Corbin's going to be attack, a captain on Survivor Series, and no one will want to wrestle for him. <laughs> Braun will just force people onto his team just like corner them in an alley, and he'll be like, "You're on my team."
1: No wonder's sure. no one under 6'6". six, six allow.
0: <laughs> Do they have anyone over six six on the raw side outside of Braun? As far as a regular like Cass Braun, I know, but
1: Cass is a big show. Alicia Fox. She has very big heels on those
0: boots, perhaps. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> there's your four. There's your team. There's your raw team, I think. Braun, Alicia Fox, <laughs>
1: Cass. And Neville. <laughs>
0: not Neville. No, not Neville. Um, but what do you look forward to in 2017? What do you want to see, and what do you think is going to be one of the big stories?
1: Um, I want to see. <sighs> okay, let, let's think for a second. I want to see them go against some of their worst instincts. Like, apparently, I don't want to see American Alpha break up to push Jason Jordan as a singles guy. I really don't. Uh, um, I'm interested <laughs> to see if the revival ends up on the main roster. And how if, they how they the perform? Revival,
0: yeah. Because the revival, it, hold on, if the revival makes the main roster, um, if they don't split up American Alpha, could this be the year where we get like NXT guys not coming in in main event roles, but just as card fillers?
1: It's possible. I mean, they did it this week with uh, Aaliyah. You know, as a, as maybe a one off, but I mean, I hope not. I, my fear about the revival is they're going to get in that ring with WWE superstars and look small, and then it's going to be commented on. That's yeah. my fear. Um, what would I like to – I'd love to see a Becky Lynch-Asuka match in 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would really hit my sweet spot, I think. Um, but I am very interested in this Mickey James program if it comes to fruition, if she ends up being the eventual La Luchadora. I think that's going to be an interesting match because Mickey James on – NXT versus Asuka was great. I'd so like to see Asuka ma- get brought up. Um,
0: so You've you come to the right side that it was not indeed Tamina Stuka. No, no, no. I thought it was Ember Moon. Oh, Ember Moon. I'm sorry, Ember Moon. It's not her either.
1: It's not her. Well, I mean, it's not going to be her, but that was her under the mask, right? But that wasn't Deanna Parazzo. No. That it was not Deanna, Deanna Perrazzo.
0: No. That was not a wasn't.
1: Caucasian woman. I know no. that much.
0: Who yes. was it Congrats- then? I'm going to go with Jason Harding. Th-
1: I said Naomi originally, but it didn't look like Naomi to me. No, it wasn't. So
0: uh, no, but let me uh, uh, let me let me rapid fire some uh, some questions your way about what we might expect in 2017. Do you think Please do. Do you think that 205 Live will survive the entire year?
1: No. Um the entire year.
0: Yeah, will it be on WWE Network in January of 2018?
1: No, I think they'll probably combine it with something else.
0: Just combine it with SmackDown, or combine it with you know realize that hey, we have cruiserweights on Raw, we should just do the Raw show and maybe change it up. I don't know. You're gonna or have as an, British... or as a,
1: or as a network show, or combine it with NXT, or combine it with whatever thing comes out of this women's tournament or the UK tournament that they have.
0: Yeah, you can you can make them like short term shows coming after some of your tournaments. You're gonna have a British tournament there. You can have the Women's Classic. You can just make them like you know. Twenty-four week shows, or you can make them even shorter at twelve week shows. You
1: know what? I take that back. I think they will survive the year because survives. I think they're going to they're going to they're going to do a second tournament probably on two hundred five live exclusively, and they're going to be stubborn about it. they're going to they're going to run this down until until they basically say you guys were wrong, you didn't really want this.
0: Will Breaking Ground return? Yes. Will Kevin Owens wrestle a singles match at WrestleMania? Yes. Will AJ Styles wrestle a singles match at WrestleMania? Mm, um, no. I think that Intercontinental title man is going to be the ladder match, and I think AJ is going to be in it. I think so, too. It, it just doesn't seem likely that Owens and AJ, with all the names coming back, are going to survive and both be in singles matches. I don't, I, it, there's a very good chance that both of them lose their titles at the Rumble. And then you have two more pay-per-views in between where you can have a chance of something uh, crazy going on.
1: Let's ask this because I, I was very intrigued by the ending of, of SmackDown. My opinion was that this is kind of a dusty finish and that Dean Ambrose has to give the IC title back next week because of the ref going into business for himself. And then they do the whole Charlotte and the lawyers type thing to say Dan, And, and and then you get the added bonus of Daniel Bryan having to hand the belt back to Miz. Yeah. What, what do you think about that?
0: I think you can see that. I think you can absolutely see that. It, it was a surprise that they changed the title. So I can see this being a week-to-week story where, yeah, he actually didn't win it. it, it you okay. know, Miz gets his – he's a Hollywood superstar, right? Or, or you just do the rematch at the Royal Rumble.
1: Miz hit an R about him on Tuesday that was just – it really felt like he, he's now – owning the situation as opposed to being just very good and having kind of the bright neon suits. I thought just he had such a main event caliber aura. I would love if this loss did mean something and he got put into that main event title picture. I just don't see where there's room for him. That's the problem I have with that. So I think he's probably going to be with this intercontinental title program up through WrestleMania.
0: I I'm I'm both excited about what's happening at the end of this month, but I just don't know where this year is going to take us. Last year, who would have thought that AJ Styles would be one of the the leaders of the brand of SmackDown? Like When the year started, we didn't even know the brands were going to be separated, but when the brand split happened, no idea AJ was going to be the top guy, and he's been the top guy at points even when John Cena was present.
1: I'll ask you this. Do you think there's a guy from New Japan who gave his notice last night and is going to end up in the Rumble?
0: In the No, I don't. I don't think okay. there's anyone of that caliber. That um, here's one: Is Cody Rhodes going to be back in WWE by the end of the year?
1: Ooh, if not the end of the year, then the beginning of next. Maybe I, in next, I, year, next year's will
0: coming back. But there have been some things now where he's been upset by, like, uh, you know, there's been some stuff that WWE did about Dusty Rhodes that he hasn't been happy with. So I don't know. I th- I think the feelings might be starting to cool on on Cody Rhodes there.
1: I, you know what? But at the same time, I think a lot that may be Cody just being smart enough to know that that kind of interplay will sell more bears and get more eyes on it. I think that might just be smoke and mirrors to use the old Cody thing. Well, I mean, Jeff Hawkins bringing the puns. Remember, this is still a carny type industry, so I, you know, I think he may be legit upset, but at the same time, look, his brother's still working there. You know, his brother probably gave him a heads up on the thing. Maybe I, I just don't. I don't buy the outrage as necessarily being genuine. I think it could very well be, but I could also very well see. Hey, you know what? It's a it's a nice plug for these dusty bears type of thing i i i I could go either way on that one
0: our top 100 match the top 100 matches to see on wwe network before you wait, wait wait before you get into
1: that that there was one other thing on smackdown that we need to go into that that may be exciting for this year
0: I'm, i'm looking through my smackdown notes and i do not see tino sabatelli wrestling on the show so i don't know what on earth you can mean
1: not just not tino the better version of tino dolph ziggler and the and the much anticipated and much popped on that show, Heel Turn.
0: Better version? Oh yeah. What are he you
1: talking ass. about? Oh well, I mean he you know, has talent. Better version. Uh, <laughs> wow. Multi
0: millionaire Tino Sabatelli, by the way.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know, the NFL contract will do that. We'll that. League, you know? Dolph
0: Ziggler, the heel turn uh, is probably a long time coming. It, it,
1: People it. wanted that. People were begging for it. The, the, you know what? The same thing's probably going to happen if they actually, God, if they ever pulled the trigger on a Cena or Roman Reigns heel turn. <laughs>
0: Roman, <laughs> it, I can it, see it at it some point. Would get this of, it, would
1: get this, it would get this kind of pop because that crowd was waiting for it and they loved it. And I think it, it may help. I mean, look, I think. Look, Dolph has been irreparably almost damaged these past two years just with the, with the whole sur- being the lone survivor to that meaning nothing to the, you know, being deemed a loser. If they can find a package with him, and I, you know what? I think maybe even teaming in with Jack Swagger at this point to help him out, freshen him up and combine those two in a way. Because, look, not only did did that deal turn to get a pop, it gave Apollo Crews the first character development he's had in eight months. In that fight in the locker room, I, you know, which is amazing in and of itself. And I thought Dolph always worked well as a heel. I loved the Biggie and AJ Lee pairing. I thought that was a fantastic run for Dolph. You know,
0: he works very well. He does certain. He does perfectly fine.
1: He's a terrible baby face, but he's a pretty good, darn good cocky heel as long yeah. as you know you avoid that Vicky Guerrero time. <laughs> uh-
0: all right, we'll get to Tino in a second. All right, who do you think closes out 2017 as the WWE SmackDown champion?
1: So we're in December, which means there'll probably be a late title switch. Who closes it out?
0: I mean, think um, about think about this. This is basically whoever goes into the Rebel as the champion who most likely is not going to go into Mania as champion. seems to be how it works.
1: There's also a possibility of another draft.
0: That's true. I, oh, I, good, good call.
1: You know what? I will say. Oh, I have two people in mind, but I'll only pick one. I'll say Kevin Owens is the champ on SmackDown.
0: Wow, Kevin Owens the Smack on uh, the champ on SmackDown. I will say Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman Braun on SmackDown, Baron on Raw. Take that! You threw that monkey wrench at me. I'm throwing it right back at you.
1: I almost picked Cesaro.
0: Yeah, no, no chance for Cesaro. <laughs> <laughs> could be Cena. Could be John Cena. John Cena. Could-, could be Cena.
1: Could be a lot of people. I mean, they could switch up. It could be Finn Balor. For all yeah,
0: that. I don't think it's going to be Cena if his uh, Fox show comes back. It's usually about when he when he tapes it. So probably not. Probably not him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting to think about because you never would have guessed Kevin Owens and AJ Styles closing out last year as champion. Never would have guessed. Wouldn't have even known at the beginning of the year that AJ was coming, and that's how crazy this year was. Uh, anyway, match number uh, it is. What are we at? I uh, number I- eight. I number closed eight. the window number uh, eight. for my match number eight. It is SummerSlam 1992. It is Papa Shango versus Tito Santana <laughs> uh, for all of the world to see. No, was that not it? No, i no, sorry. No, no. That wasn't it. My mistake. Nails versus Virgil from SummerSlam 1992 in oh, England. Oh. Is that not it either? Oh, no. Crush versus Repo Man? No. Tatanka versus the Berserker?
1: This is such a bad card.
0: <laughs> the Legion of Doom with Paul Ellering, by the way, versus Ted and Irwin. Not yeah. it. There were Shawn Michaels and Rick Martel. Went to uh, it went to a that double countout of all things.
1: That wasn't bad, and you know you had Macho Man and
0: Ultimate Warrior. Also a countout. Yes. Those two matches were the good ones, and they both ended by countout. <laughs> and then you get to the main event: the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart uh this show obviously taking place in Wembley Stadium Long- London England uh in front of a reported uh what was it what well, this uh this audience was huge but i'm not uh, 80,000 people 80,000 people uh, and 40,000
1: 40, of them had vuvuzelas or whatever the hell they call those horn things and then, yeah that became <laughs> popular in the world yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> Take us through British Bulldog Bret Hart while I try to furiously run and uh blow my nose.
1: Okay. Well, this was the feud between brothers-in-law, the the uh Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith uh which for the Intercontinental title which was on top of the card which was fascinating in its own right. Um for me the absolutely wondrous thing if, if you watch this is the pre-match interview with diana smith <laughs> and it seems obvious to me that she's wearing an earpiece and they're trying to feed her answers to sean mooney's questions and look, if you hate the interviewers that they have like if you find dasha to be terrible which she was again this week and i think she's possibly in danger of being fired. She was so bad. Sean Mooney is an absolute pros pro. Even with Gene Okerlund on staff, Sean Mooney is an absolute saint with Davy Boy Smith's wife here, trying to answer questions and act emotional while at the same time, obviously I think wearing an earpiece and being fed the lines and just coming off so stilted and so bad. And, and just the, The interplay between that and the match, which I don't – how did you – you're not a Bret Hart fan, right, Rob?
0: I I mean in terms of – Yeah, no. I mean I – my first real exposure to Bret Hart because like I said, I've started watching wrestling in 1997. So my first exposure was Bret uh, Hart being teased coming in to WCW by Eric Bischoff. And I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, Then you read more about it on the old AOL 4 uh, you find out that, uh, you know, Bret Hart's coming in and what happened in WWF. And I was like, okay, this might be cool. And then, of course, his first deal in WW and WCW is being a special guest ref. Like, very smart guys. Um, but yeah, my, I'll tell you my I'll tell I you didn't my problem. First exposure to him.
1: I'll tell you my problem with Bret Hart as I've started, when we started doing this rewatch of, of these matches, I always, you know, I respect the hell out of Bret Hart. I think he's very, very talented. But I now realize. Upon these rewatches, my issue that it, why I never really got into him in his prime, he's a very good technical wrestler. But coming from my background in terms of territories, and even when he was with the Heart Foundation, he was better at this. His singles matches as a singles wrestler, he does the moves crisp. He does them absolutely well but there's absolutely no heat or viciousness to them. He's going through, he's he's a moves guy, and he does the moves well. It's like listening to a singer who can hit notes very well, but there's absolutely no passion in it whatsoever. I mean, there, there are those matches, the Owen match, the, the Benoit tribute match on Nitro. When he's emotionally invested in it, he's great. I he, found this match like to be a... They,
0: he was like what they promoted. Dean Malenko as being like Dean Malenko yes. didn't have a lot of facial expressions, except for there was a run in WCW where he was the most emotive guy on the roster.
1: But his offense was, heavy, but his
0: his offense, but
1: Dean Malenko, and I think your your comment, at least in terms of personality, dead on. But Dean Malenko's offense, you know, he'd do power bombs and break guys over his knee, and he, you know, he had that kind of, you know, while he was a silent, emotionless guy, he was a stone killer in terms of his. His, a lot of his in-ring stuff, Bret Hart never really got to that level. I mean, even you know when he's putting on the sharpshooter, he's not trying to really torture a guy. He's just, you know he hasn't locked in. I mean, the Austin match is and is and is is an exception too. But overall, in terms of week to week, and look, Davy Boy Smith, this is his best match because <laughs> Davy Boy, when he left the British Bulldogs and bulked up to be the single star, you know the jacked up. <laughs> let's say having a little bit of help um star that uh vince wanted him to be by the way summerslam sponsored by ico pro
0: big, <laughs> um, big get
1: big, big get for them I forgot what oh i forgot the tagline but it was so perfectly obtuse as well but he wasn't exactly the smoothest fellow in the in the ring, but I, I'll tell you what I did like. I liked the ending. I liked that a match can end on a simple roll-up where Brett, being the technician and knowing he's a better technician, gets a bit cocky, you know, puts his head down and just a simple roll-up wins as opposed to kickouts of 12 finishers in a row to to generate heat. And the crowd helped this match quite a lot. I found it a bit pedestrian, to be honest with you, but it's still a very good match. It, it just... Didn't hit any of my sweet spots necessarily, but, you know, it's a fine watch. And if you love Vince McMahon and his second octave, you're going to get a lot of it here. Oh, my goodness. A
0: terrible move. He hits him. You know, that,
1: you know, that whole Vince McMahon just really overplaying the, the melodrama. Um And Heenan's a, a perfect foil for for Vince here. Um, so commentary is not going to detract from the match at all and adds quite a bit to it. The only thing that detracts really from it is is is, is watching Diana Smith try and cry, to be honest with you.
0: you go over very well.
1: Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, the, the family feud bit, you know, it seemed a bit – the whole build buildup to, to, to this match was kind of shoehorned in there. To be honest with you, if I recall the build correctly, I'm going on memory. But true, I mean, you know, true what? or
0: false? True or false, Jeff? This should have been match number thirty-four.
1: Uh, true.
0: Yeah, Maybe it's true. true. Next week, match number six: Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage. Really excited to talk about Randy Savage.
1: What's what, what's seven? We didn't get seven.
0: Uh, seven was actually Bret Hart, David Boy Smith. It is number seven. So did we skip one? Nope. Eight was last okay. week. We did the uh, TLC two.
1: Oh, okay. You're right. mind. Yep. I, I, I haven't pulled up. I am mistaken. I apologize for not knowing math.
0: Number seven, Bret Hart, David Boy Smith. Uh, next week, number six, Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage from WrestleMania VII. And then next uh, week after that, Eddie and Ray from Halloween Havoc, 1997, getting back to the good old days of Dub C Dub.
1: Before you get into Tino, you know, anything on 205 Live you liked?
0: <laughs> um, I like that 205 Live features all them small wrestlers. In a world of Podcast. There is a new shiny star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platforms you to listen today.